0: Hello everybody and welcome back to episode number 10 of Flare Aviation Podcast. Today I have Travis joining me on the show. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Hello, Riley. Great to speak to you.
0: How's it going, man? I'm very good, thanks. Uh,
1: just sitting in my house right now, not doing a lot because of uh, lockdown. So yeah, great to speak to you. Great to
0: be here. Yeah, man. It's uh, Your story is amazing and I'm I'm super excited to talk to you about it today, but for the people who who haven't heard about your story and kind of don't know what you're you're planning in the next year, um, let's just start off kind of with the basics. Like, where are you from? How did you get involved in aviation?
1: So, uh, I live uh, in the UK. I live in a uh, in the county of Buckinghamshire. It's about miles or so west of London. Uh, if to let you know uh, whereabouts in the UK um, and. Uh, uh, i got into aviation um well when i was younger there there was a there was a small airfield to live um and the and the guy uh who owned it uh, also owned a, a cool uh, stunt stump plane so i am not sure what it was. i would i'd sit there on my uh, uh outside my house and just watch this stump plane do flips and everything all over my house and... thing uh i ever uh, that was the coolest thing ever i i want to do that but um you know, I, I, I never really, uh, you know, followed that until, um, uh, when I was, uh, 12, my godmother actually bought me a, um, a trial gliding lesson. Uh, and, uh, uh, and since then I have been hooked. So I, yeah, I did all my gliding training in, in a glider and I, uh, went solo and a glider on my 14th birthday, uh, on quite a windy day. It was quite dodgy. Um, <laughs> uh, and then about two years later, I started my pilot license training and, uh, And I got my private pilot's license um, uh, in February this year. And I picked up my license on my uh, 7th.
0: And uh, yeah, that's how I got into aviation. So the past two years of your birthdays have just been like cool things after another, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh,
1: Basically, uh, just uh, aiming at aviation since uh, since I was
0: 12. And all my birthdays have just been trying to accomplish more aviation things. Yeah. So, I mean you're planning a trip around the world um you were hoping you said earlier that you would be able to to get it done basically currently you would have been on the trip um due to covid you weren't you weren't able to actually start the trip as early as you'd like Mm. but with everything like that i mean what made you kind of start with the with the thought process of that so, well, this, well this, this idea
1: basically started when I uh, went solo on my 14th birthday. Well, I mean, actually, I've, I've, had it, I've had it before then, but when I went solo on my 14th birthday, that's really when I, I thought, you know, I could actually do this. You know, if I, if I can fly a glider in pretty windy conditions while I'm 14, surely yep. I could fly a plane. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I thought I could fly a plane around the world. Um, uh, and... Um, uh, from there i just you know I, I, I told my dad about it you know at first he was he was pretty skeptical but um I, I eventually he he started, you know he he, uh, he saw how serious i was like when i went uh, uh when I flew solo as well um uh while flying uh, while flying um uh single engine planes to my get my ppl I think that's when my dad started taking it really seriously um and uh and now my dad's helping me a lot with uh all of the social media and and, uh, uh, and a bit of the planning. He's not – my dad isn't – my family isn't into aviation at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, my dad doesn't know anything really about aviation. But he's, he's helping me with basically all the other stuff that isn't aviation-related. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's how the dream uh, started was from uh, basically when I was younger, I just thought, oh, man, that would be such a good idea. That was uh, – well, actually, it might be a bad idea, but that would be such a good – that would be a good uh, – thing to do when I'm older.
0: yeah it's I mean it's good to have other people in your family too that are able to help with that because like it's it's a big thing right like there's a lot of the media part with it and there's like because I noticed through your Instagram you've already been on a, a few kind of news news shows talk shows yeah and, like when did you realize like that was really starting to like become a thing and it was becoming popular that people were knowing what you were doing
1: uh, it was, it was probably, I mean, uh, I, I, my social media is still quite, uh, new, but I mean, it has taken off quite a lot recently, but it, it, it was probably about, um, uh, uh, summer last year is when I, I, I actually got my first like major sponsor. And that's when I realized, you know, all of these people, they're actually, you know, starting to think, starting to believe in me, starting to, uh, think I could do this. Um, yeah, B- Bendix mm-hmm. King was my, um, uh, uh, first, my, my original sponsor main sponsor um and yeah other still are my main sponsor and uh and it was basically them sponsoring me which uh made me believe that uh, you know all these people
0: are actually gonna uh, actually believe in me to do this and now did they did they reach out to you after hearing about this or did were you the one that reached out to them and just kind of explained to them what you were doing so um so my dad actually
1: because he became so involved in this that he actually um uh, flew to Oshkosh. Obviously, I couldn't go. I couldn't go to Oshkosh because I actually had uh, a lot of school commitments. But my dad became so, you know, involved in this that he he went down to Oshkosh and he uh, and he tried to convince some, um, uh, you know, all these different aviation companies to sponsor me. And uh, and uh, um, Bendix King was uh, uh, one of the companies that uh, said they would um, sponsor me. And they were the, well, they were they the first company to say that they would sponsor me. Uh, and because because my dad went to Oshkosh and Uh, helped me out about that which you know i'm still so grateful for doing that
0: because really without bendix king uh this flight around the world probably wouldn't be possible that's crazy that's that's a lot of commitment just to go that far just to try to you know make sure that you guys can achieve this
1: yeah yeah no i'm
0: uh my my dad
1: has been so helpful for for this um uh and i'm I'm basically forever in his debt really Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah um I'm, i'm trying to pay him back for uh uh, you know, my private pilot's license and all that um, after I've flown around the world. So, um, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's been fantastic.
0: And so, like, he was the first one you told then originally about all this? Yes, yeah he, uh, yeah, he was the first person I told. I didn't, I didn't tell uh,
1: my, uh, my, any of my friends uh, until uh, I actually got my first sponsor.
0: So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't tell any of my school friends until it actually became a reality. And what was that like? Telling them like what did you get like all kind of like the same reaction out of it? Uh yeah, all, all my friends think that that's like the coolest thing. They uh
1: you know they, they keep asking me say oh uh, once you've flown around the world, can you take me after and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah no, it's it is it's great. I uh, um,
0: uh, yeah my a lot of my school teachers have been really supportive as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's it's a huge step. You know, it's a big it's a big thing to do for anybody at whatever point of their career they're at, like flying around the world takes a lot of planning takes a lot of time. But I mean, it's it's crazy that you, you see that record and you want to just you want to have that record. And that's something that's as a pilot kind of looking forward to the next best thing. Always. It's really cool to just, you know, try to make a big mark in your career. Yes, that's right. Well, I, I've always been,
1: uh, I, I always do, um, uh, I, I've actually accomplished quite a lot of achievements and this is just uh, another one of those achievements. Um, but obviously it's, probably, it's the hardest achievement I've uh, ever accomplished. I mean, uh, for example, another achievement that I've done in my life is uh, I, uh, I, I did a triathlon on a unicycle or the cycling part of a triathlon on a unicycle. That's one of the uh, accomplishments. I've also, um, uh, I'm also a black belt in uh Uh, kickboxing which is like sport karate
0: so yeah I've done quite a lot of stuff that uh, uh, apart from aviation so yeah so it's like you always just kind of have that drive to like go out there and just like put everything into it and try you know try to be known in what you do Yes. and Um, now so with this what what aircraft are you going to be taking for the world flight so uh, my plane that I have now is a uh,
1: it's a PA-28 cadet um, it was okay. built. In, yeah, it was. It was built in 1989. Uh, one of the last cadets actually ever ever built. Um, uh, the production for cadets stopped in 1989. Uh, yes, it's nearly twice as old as I am. Um, but it had some. Yeah, has some serious modifications. So it's got a full glass cockpit from Bendix King. Um, so it's got uh, basically uh, yeah, yeah, MFD glass cockpit MFD or PFD. Um, uh, it's got autopilot. Um, and it's even got onboard Wi-Fi, which uh, you normally goes in private jets. It's big equipment that goes in private jets, and Benny's uh, Kings uh, actually provided me with this uh, uh, hugely expensive um, piece of equipment to go in a little PA-28 to yeah. fly around the world. But it's, yeah, it means I could basically uh, talk to anyone, uh, call with anyone, uh, uh, while I'm a bit of flying in the air. So um, That's great. It's also got a... Um, uh, a different engine. So normally, you know, you've got the uh, four-cylinder um, Lycoming um, uh, engine that would go in a normal PA-28. Um, yep. But instead uh, it's been fitted with a, uh, a Continental CD-155, which is a, 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 a diesel engine, um, uh, 155 horsepower, uh, four-cylinder uh, turbocharged. Um, and this engine is actually amazing because um there's no risk of uh, uh, carb ice because um, it's all fuel-injected, all uh, FADEC, all controlled by a computer. Uh, one single lever control, which controls mixture and prop pitch and throttle, sort of, um, all, uh, yeah, all on one lever. And uh, the best part about it is the fuel consumption, which is only about five gallons an hour. Uh, at about 125 knot cruise as well, um, which basically gives me a range of about uh, 1,000 miles, uh, just over 1,000 miles actually, um, on the standard fuel tanks. And uh, I'm also getting a, a, a smaller ferry tank which will sit on my back seats and um, uh, basically uh, give me about an extra 700 to 800 miles of endurance. So I can fly uh, about 8- 1800 miles, um, uh, the rate that's about the range of my uh, plane, uh, which which allows me on all my legs of my flight to fly um, uh, to a destination, uh, to, to my destination and back to my departure point if, uh, you know, there's a problem at my
0: destination and any of the diversion, um, any, any of my my diversion airports. Yeah. So it's just modified basically just to kind of help you just get further than what you would typically would be in that aircraft. Yes, that's right. And also in a
1: lot of these countries like, uh, Russia, for example, uh, Avgas doesn't, doesn't exist in, in these countries. Um, all they Hmm. have is, is jet fuel or, uh, diesel. Um, uh, so yeah, so the, the engine can take either, uh, uh, di- like normal car diesel or jet fuel or Russian military jet fuel etc it's all certified for all of these as well so um, it's uh, yeah it, it means uh, any situation I, I go to where uh, where Avgas isn't available I've,
0: I've got the the alternative and now like how long would it did it take for Bendix King to send you all of the stuff that they did like that was just all the modifications
1: uh, so um the uh, so we, we agreed on the um, on the on the uh, on basically on the contract in about uh, early early this year about January and uh, I think all the parts have finished arrived uh, finished arriving about two weeks ago actually so they're all getting installed it's about two two months until the uh, uh, panel the panel will be done with all the Bendis king equipment all the avionics um, and then I've got to take it down to get it painted um, and then I've got to fly the plane to Germany to get the new engine installed
0: Okay, so most of
1: it still is in progress, kind of getting done. Yes, yes, um, because of coronavirus, um, yeah, uh, all the engineers stopped working on the plane. So uh, as well as the shipping, that's why I only the, that's why I only got the last parts about two weeks ago. So, yeah.
0: So basically, then you you decided you were going to fly around the world. Um, and at the time, did you just have your PPL then when you decided that was something you wanted to get into?
1: Well, um, I decided to,
0: to fly around the world before. Uh,
1: um before I had even started training for my private pilot's license but I mean uh, uh, when I say decided I mean I wanted to. it wasn't like it was a possibility. It was only when I was about
0: halfway through my training when I when I realized that you know this could actually be a possibility. And what are the like what are the requirements look like to get all the way from basically where, where you kind of started with it to like ready to go about to fly around the world as far as like your uh, like your ratings, stuff like that. So um, I'm going to get, the uh, so course, private pilot's license. Um, but
1: then I will get my, um, I'm getting my instrument rating. I was about halfway through that. Uh, I was in the US halfway through that until uh, coronavirus came. So I uh, haven't been able to go back to the US to finish off the last half. Um, uh, but obviously I'll get my instrument rating. Then uh, I'm planning on getting uh, some uh, seawater uh, um, uh, survival courses. Like if I need to ditch in the middle of the, north atlantic which i'll be flying a lot of uh, um, uh i also have some mountain training because i'll be flying uh through some of the mountains in uh, europe and uh and in and in the in the north america and um uh the i mean i'm basically always training always learning and i probably will always be learning uh up until i fly around the world and during my flight around the world so uh mm-hmm. um yeah but those are those are the rates that i will have when i fly around the world
0: okay and like as far as the planning too how did you how did you guys end up starting with that because i mean i noticed that on your instagram too like you guys were at one point you were saying you might just go to the azores and kind of go um from the like from the west and then now it's looking like you guys are going from the east so how did like what kind of goes into planning like a huge flight like this so
1: a lot of it is uh, politics um uh, politics is always a uh, um uh, an issue with with flying around the world but uh, weather as well so the reason why i would think about the azores is um uh, with we uh, we're thinking okay if co- if coronavirus blows over by uh, late summer uh, this year i could take off late summer this year but uh flying in the north you know the North Atlantic because my uh, my route was originally uh, and still is um, uh, you know uh, Canada Greenland Iceland and back to the UK um mm-hmm. flying that time in because uh, if I departed in late summer I'll be flying there in about uh, 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 middle of um, uh, middle of the fall so obviously it's very cold there um, uh, and with no de-icing equipment that's not the best idea so we thought, OK, if, if coronavirus settles down by um, late summer, uh, we can fl- uh, fly back uh, the last leg back to the UK um, uh, through the Azores because of the incredible range on the field with the engine um, mm. and, uh, 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 and uh, avoid all the really cold, nasty weather up north in the North Atlantic
0: that's crazy like uh, that just the planning into that must be absolutely wild like just trying to figure out what times like what time of the year is going to be best to go through certain places yeah yeah the uh
1: well it's it's amazing like you know we think oh you know this is a perfect route but then it's like oh wait a second this country hates this country or uh uh, oh we can't go over here because this is a no-fly zone or all of this sort of stuff so uh yeah the, the route is always changing and it probably will change um uh, e- even when I'm about to set off a leg of the flight. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, it's, it's always, it's always changing.
0: And now how long did it take for you guys to, to like fully set up the entire, the entire trip? Oh, well, I mean, we've been working on it for,
1: uh, well, I don't know about, uh, well, I mean, well over a year with my dad, but I've been thinking about it for two or three years. Um, but yeah, no, the the route now uh, it took us about uh, a month to a month to plan this route that the current
0: route right now. Jeez, are you looking forward to like any specific stops on the way that you've uh, always wanted to go to? Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward
1: to um uh, going to um uh, uh, Russia. Russia is one of the most uh, one of the most you uh, uh, one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to is Russia because. You know, this is, it's these uh, remote places in the middle of Russia. No, you know, no one's, no Western has ever been there before. It's all, you know, it's all very traditional Russian stuff. Uh, um, uh, There's one place, it's uh, it's called um, Evensk in Russia. Uh, And um, there's no roads connecting to this place. It's just the only way to get there is by boat or by plane. Uh um, oh, really? Yeah, and it's it's like a little gravel runway and, and a few sheds around this runway where everyone lives, and might have to spend a a night or two there, which uh, I'm actually looking forward to because you know I, I've I've spoken to people flying around the world and they've uh, and they've and they've flown through Russia, and they and they said you know the the Russian people are so nice there. Uh, you you think you know because of propaganda and you know, Cold War and all that they you they they depict the Russians as you know the bad guys but really they're, they're the nicest people uh, you could you could meet so uh yeah go through russia but also i'm looking forward to go to canada because um uh, uh my mom's actually a canadian citizen and i uh, well i've i've actually applied for my canadian citizenship as well so um uh oh, okay yeah canada uh and also uh, Sydney, uh my uh, um cousins who live in the uh, cayman islands um uh, that's one of my stops as well in the cayman islands okay and so you said your mom is a canadian citizen as well then yes yes So my mom my mom uh well she was born in africa she grew up in south africa then okay. she, she moved to canada and lived there for uh a number of years uh became a citizen and uh now i i applied for my citizenship to uh basically help me get into the uh us as well which uh that's another reason why but also yeah because i i uh I, I like canada a lot i would like to be a uh uh, uh yeah i would like to live there one day maybe so oh for uh, sure <laughs> yeah yeah no i'll be so when i'm flying on the world, i'll be i'll be waving the, the flag for canada
0: south africa and the uk <laughs> at once so. for sure man yeah it's Canada's a great place to fly around here like it's yep. it's such an open country like yeah. so much so much land to cover and like yep. so many areas to explore that are that are different
1: yeah yeah and, and the you know, the scenery as well is, is amazing. I, you know, looking at photos as well,
0: it's just, I think I can't wait to go there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I mean, what I found interesting too, is like seeing that you're going to basically go from the West coast over to the East coast is just going to, it's going to give you so much view of like one side of Canada as opposed to the other side of Canada. And you're going to get to kind of see both sides yeah. in like a very short period of time, which is yeah. extremely cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't wait
1: to, uh, just to see all the different cultures. I mean, not only in Canada, but around the world. Mm-hmm. And you said you also had cousins that live in the Cayman Islands. Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, well, the Cayman, I mean, obviously I've got cousins, uh, every, uh, in a lot of countries, but the Cayman Islands is one of my stops. And, uh, mm-hmm. and my, I will be visiting my cousins, uh, there because, uh, my route takes me down, uh, to South America. And on my way back up to the, uh, uh to the East coast, um, I'll, I'll stop in, uh, the Cayman Islands spent a few spent a few nights there with my uh, cousins and then uh,
0: back uh, onwards back up to the US that's amazing that's that's crazy just hearing like all the different kind of stops you have to make and all the different like all the different stuff you have to be kind of prepared for yeah <laughs> it's, um, it still sounds crazy to me as well <laughs> oh yeah because just, you're just trying to like figure out like how are we going to get each leg done and and all of that's that is right. like a whole right yeah that's right yeah well you know I, I obviously i'm still quite a new
1: pilot i you know i only got my pilot's license uh, uh mm-hmm. about, about uh,
0: 5 months ago
1: so it, it all sounds like oh you know what what's, what's flying going to be like in all these countries uh, i'm still so a bit nervous about that
0: but i am oh, sure i'll get sure. used to it yeah and so like what is the what is the training looked like so far for you as far as just kind of getting ready for Kind of flying in like let's say mountainous terrain or hotter weather, like certain things like that. What does the training look like? Um,
1: so I uh, yeah I do have a, a like a training uh, schedule. So, well I guess like my uh hotter weather training I guess would be flying in, uh, get my instrument rating in Phoenix. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I mean I, I'm I'm not looking forward to flying around the world, uh, uh without an air, without air conditioning because my plane because I'm trying to save as much weight as possible. I'm not putting aircon in the planes so.
0: Oh really? <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, I'm not not looking
1: forward to that. But I I mean, um obviously, you know, once you're in the air it, it's okay. I'll probably have some fans to plug into the USB ports or something to uh keep you yeah. cool. But uh obviously uh I'm also getting mountain training. Um flying in the mountains. Uh um so I guess that's also tri- training me to fly in cold weather even though yeah, you know, I mean I know how to fly in cold because the UK as well, gets uh pretty <laughs> cold. I guess not as cold as Canada though, but yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty cold um and also high density altitude because yeah you know, in the u k like no no uh, it's quite you know it's an island it's quite a small island uh the, the highest elevation you find at an airport is i don't know two thousand three thousand feet um, yeah i mean that that was one thing i was surprised that when i flew in uh, in phoenix in arizona uh mm-hmm. we we took off we climbed for about uh, ten minutes so we're already at ten thousand feet and i'd never been to ten thousand feet uh before so <laughs> Uh, that yeah, that was quite surprising to me. But uh, um, you know, well, I mean, with the with the uh, engine, with uh, the turbocharger, I guess flying at high density altitudes would be pretty similar to uh, flying uh, a conventionally aspirated uh, engine at low altitudes. So yeah, it's, it's yeah,
0: a, yeah, should be the same, really. And so, what is what's your goal basically as far as? Um like flying in general goes to from now to when you leave like are you kind of aiming at a certain amount of hours or do you have like a certain amount of goal you want to get to Yeah. so so currently
1: i have about 150 hours total flying time planning command oh no so i'm not planning command but total flying time But i'm hoping to get uh about 300 hours pilot in command um before i fly around the world
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: obviously depends on uh coronavirus situation um but um uh uh yeah, and hopefully a lot as much experience as possible
0: with my instrument rating as well. And now, so along the flight too, um, you said that you will have kind of like Wi-Fi set up on board and all that stuff. Uh, yes, are people going to be able to track the flight like as you're kind of going from each route? Yes, I, I will. Have, um, on my website, um, you can actually see my website
1: at uh, uh, www That's my website. If you're if you're interested in that, um. But there's a there's a section on there where you can track my uh, my flights, um, uh, a tab on there, and, uh, uh, and obviously you can also I guess use um, uh, Flight Radar twenty four as well. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and yeah, the, the onboard Wi Fi basically means that people can call me um, whenever. Like if I you know, if, if someone wanted to basically do a podcast with me in the air, uh, that that was a possibility because you know some of the hmm. super long routes in the middle of Russia where there's no. There's no planes to worry about. You don't have to, uh, uh, you don't have to worry or you fly an IFR. Um, you know, you've got hours to spare. Um, so, you know, it, it, basically
0: people talking to me is what will keep me entertained. Yeah, well, dude, we'll have to do a podcast while you're you're on one of those routes then. Yes. We'll see, yes. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll see would, how everything's going. Yeah,
1: that would be great. Yeah, I've, uh, I would like to, uh, yeah, anything to, to keep my mind from uh, wandering
0: while I'm flying. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. And so how... Uh... As far as, like, eating during your flights, if you have, like, longer legs, are you going to basically just have, like, a bunch of stuff, like, prepared for yourself as you go? Yes, yes. So, I mean, obviously, I'll
1: have a bunch of, uh, you know, snacks Um, if I'm, yeah, if I'm maybe flying later, might have, uh, like, a a ready meal or something for, like, dinner or something. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not really sure what the food's going to be like in uh, some of these places that I go to, like, you know, middle of Russia. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah, probably be like some babushkas like uh <laughs> own own cooking or something but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to trying all that sort of stuff uh you know in america i'll probably just stop and uh, uh pick up a mcdonald's or something and then <laughs> take oh yeah it. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm, uh 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 food yeah, i'm trying to look for a uh, uh you know like a energy drink uh energy food company as well to uh help maybe sponsor me around the world so um uh but uh, yeah the uh, food will basically be uh snacks and all that sort of stuff and uh and then just seeing what food they got on the ground
0: maybe like a nice airport restaurant or something um uh yeah oh for sure and i mean that's definitely important too right because you want to stay you want to stay eating and stay hydrated and yep. all that sort of stuff at, at the same time Yeah,
1: yeah um i i uh i'm also getting the seat the seats are getting basically done in the plane to make them more comfy but I asked them to uh, basically put as many cup holders as you can
0: on the seat for as much, <laughs> as much drinks as I can uh, uh, oh, yeah. possibly get. So yeah. yeah, and now so like as far as on the ground goes, and like, do you have anybody uh, kind of on the ground working with other airports or anything like that? Yeah. You are going to be traveling to? Yes, yeah, so um, my overflight company, um, uh,
1: which basically support my flights, flying into all these different countries where general aviation isn't really uh, supported. Uh, they're, they're called General Aviation Support Egypt, and they they basically just supply. The, uh, they basically help people who are flying around the world or long distance flights to other countries uh, through 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 countries that don't really support general aviation. Um, uh, they they have a um, at all the at all the stops they have someone who um uh, uh, who who works for them be there to help me uh, with uh, you know uh, supporting me on the ground you know f- uh, getting fuel I guess like an airport handler um hmm. but uh, uh but yeah but uh, at, at basically every airport i'll go to so um Jeez. yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh for getting that help from them
0: and how did you end up basically finding out about what they do
1: um so i i was looking into uh i was you know i was really confused like you know how how, how am i gonna how am i gonna fly in these countries where um they treat you like a an an a380 or something even though you're in a pa28 but uh yeah (laughs) uh, i was looking around like support like general aviation support and then uh uh, and that's what and you know the first thing came up was general aviation support egypt um and uh you know funny enough they're not actually based in egypt that's just their their name um uh but uh you know that and that's and that's basically how i heard of them also talking to other people they um we'll talk to other earth rounders they also told me about these overflight companies um you know, if, if you actually if you're planning to fly around the world, uh, it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's a you know it's a
0: must-have to have a, an overflight um, support company. Well, yeah, and you want to have somebody kind of always on the ground, making sure that that you're okay in the air, yes. and something that's kind of watching and making sure that you know everything's working fine with your plane.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, there'll always be
1: uh, you know if something goes wrong with my plane, there's always going to be um, someone there to supply spare parts or something, um, uh, well basic spare parts. Um,
0: uh just to, you know ensure that everything goes as smooth as possible and uh and works as it should hmm. and as far as like the mechanic side of the plane too um like how did you guys get involved with a, a certain group of like mechanics or like how did that whole thing end up kind of working um so because uh uh the ben's king um
1: uh, uh the ben's king um uh uh panel i'm get upgrade i'm getting they the, they're not actually certified um for the uh, civil aviation authority in the uk that the the, uh, the parts that's why i'm getting a uh, uh i'm actually getting a a different registration it's as uh, uh, you know you have the n-reg in uh, in the us yeah yeah uh, uh, we have we have the g-reg in the uk but then there's also the two reg um and this is a uh, this is the channel islands so this is the two islands uh, between the uk and france uh, okay. and they have their own civil aviation authority and they accept basically FAA and CAA, um, uh, certification. So I've registered my uh, aircraft as a two edge, which basically allows me to, fl- uh, use these, uh, ben- king equipment. Um, but cause, cause it's not, uh, used, uh, cause it's not certified in the UK. Not a lot of, uh, uh, installers, um, in the UK, um, uh, uh supply these, um, uh, not, not supply, uh, are certified to install these. And so, uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, the aviation installer that I chose is what is uh, basically one of the only ones that can
0: uh, install these avionics. Okay. That's interesting. Cause like, I, I've also wondered about that too, just kind of like how, kind of how the regulations work for each country. So that's, yeah. that's interesting to see kind of how you, you worked that out. And also even just hearing about like your training in the, in the U S get the IFR stuff. And yes, like it's, it sounds like a busy process, like all of this, just, just trying to kind of, Go all over the place and figure out how you can be the safest on the trip yeah. but also you know figure everything out the easiest way that you're not going to run into a ton of ton of issues while you're doing it
1: yes yeah no i mean, I'm, I'm always thinking that you know it's always um, you know planning the flight then or planning the uh, uh, some ins- some installation on the plane then planning uh in my get my instrument rating then planning this rating and then planning this it's always uh, you know, that something pops up, have to sort that out. Something else pops up. It's always, uh, you know, making sure that uh, everything is legal. Uh, everything's gonna be ready to go, um, uh,
0: and um, making sure I'll be as safe as possible when I fly around the world. Oh, for sure. And um, so you said also earlier that you're you're gonna be painting the plane.
1: Yes. What, what is that
0: whole thing gonna look like? Uh, you said you're going to Germany for that, right? Uh, no. So I'm I, I'm I'm
1: getting the plane painted in the UK. Um, okay. Uh, the I'm getting the engine installed in Germany. Um, okay. Uh, but the, uh, the, the 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 paint the paint scheme looks amazing so far. It's basically it's gonna be uh, uh the blue the blue is gonna be the, the primary color and it's gonna have a uh in the white white secondary color and it's gonna basically be uh, uh the Bendis King blue color um all, okay. all over it uh Bendis King logos on it. Also, my sponsors will also be on on there. All of my other sponsors. Um uh and it'll basically go from this uh, to be fair that the paint scheme the plane already has looks very nice but we're stripping all the paint off um to save as much weight and, and putting a new paint scheme on um uh, and make and the, basically the plane will basically just look amazing once it's done uh uh i, yeah, I can't i can't wait to see what it looks like uh, uh when finished
0: yeah and i saw a couple of pictures too on your instagram page about kind of like kind of what it's gonna look like like the rough kind of ideas and it it looked really good so far like how everything's going to be set up
1: yes yeah and i if you want to see my um uh, photos of my plane you can either go my web or my social media which is uh travis um uh, underscore around the world so sorry travis ludlow underscore around the world um those are all my social medias um i'm on facebook and instagram so you can see all photos on there as well
0: so yeah, and I'll definitely I'll make sure I, I put some links and some tags uh, on my post so that people can find your stuff extremely easily as well. Go Great. Ahead. Yeah. And so so when are you guys planning? Like right now with everything happening, what is what's basically the set date you guys have that you're hoping to start this whole trip? So
1: currently the uh, the planned date is uh, April seventeenth, twenty twenty one. That's the uh, that's the new departure date. Um, uh, and this was decided for. I'm there to make sure yeah i, I want to be as uh yeah as close to the summer as possible also i want to be able to uh visit uh, uh friedrich which is uh the uh, uh which is europe's biggest air show um so you know i mean it's like it's like um air venture but in europe basically not as big um okay uh and yeah i, I want to be able to visit um uh, uh friedrich um and and then from there there's not really a time limit i can uh while there is a time limit uh to, to make sure i beat the record but you know it's, it's it's i can spend you know a night uh two in uh, uh all these places basically and, and still get away with uh getting the record but uh yeah the april april
0: 17th is the current plan departure date okay and then by that point when you return you'll you'll basically just be like a couple months into 18 years old right yeah so i'll be
1: about uh i'll be about uh uh, four months. Uh, uh. At least I'll be about eighteen years and four months old. So, um, uh, uh, no, eighteen years, five months old. That's how old I'll be when, when I uh, uh come back from flying around the world.
0: So, okay. And then the the current record is just held by someone who's like eight, like basically almost nineteen.
1: Yes. Yeah. He was he was eighteen and uh hundred and sixty three days old when uh, uh the last person who completed his flight around the world. His name's uh, Mason
0: Andrews. Okay. Geez, that's. That's that's gonna be a wild ride, man. Like that's gonna be an adventure yeah. that you're gonna be able to come back and just say, you know, like that's that's something no one else can really say they've done. There's only a hand a handful of people in the world that can say like at such a young age they, yes. they went solo around the world. Yeah,
1: and it's it's amazing as well because the uh, the,
0: the the person the,
1: until 2007, the 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 youngest person to fly around the world was like like 36 or 32 or something like that. It's it's amazing how with the de- with the development of all this uh, new technologies, you know the GPS and the glass cockpits, how much, how much uh, I guess uh, easier it has become. Um, uh, I mean, uh-huh. it's not easy by any by any stretch, but yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it's it, it, it's it's a lot it's uh, you know a lot better now with all this uh, you know GPS and uh, all that sort of stuff.
0: All like the improved technology and stuff. Yes. Yes. And now, I mean. Oh all of this together i mean you have certain sponsors bendix king all that stuff um but for anybody who just like is listening to this and wants to kind of help you out is there any is there any way they can sponsor you
1: yes so um i have a uh, GoFundMe page um if you're uh, if you're an individual um uh you can get a link to that on my website again which is uh www.aroundthewildsolo.co.uk um there's a link to that on my website uh but uh, you know if you are connected to a business you can uh, you can email me um, uh, uh, info at aroundtheworldsolo.co.uk because um, I'm I'm always looking for sponsors because uh, uh, you know it's it's expensive to to fly around the world. I'm um, uh, and you know I'm I'm I, uh, I'm looking for uh well, anything really, but uh, um,
0: uh, yeah, uh, anything basically just to support my flights around the world. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it's a it's awesome that you have a website set up like makes it super easy for people to just go on and kind of check out what you're doing, your roots, um, how to basically support you throughout all of this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, uh the, the, I think the website is great. Lots of, uh,
1: a lot of hard work's gone into that website. Um, uh, and, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to find information about me as well, it's all on the website. I've also got a YouTube channel, um, uh, which I'm uploading, uh, to as well. So, uh, uh, okay. yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm planning on actually, uh, uh uh, recording a lot of my flights around the world so
0: you'll be able to you'll be able to see it as well okay and like last but not least too just one more kind of final question about all this i know i've been asking questions this whole past little half an hour but uh, as far as like coming back from the world flight um do you have any other kind of goals you're you're trying to get in aviation or are you trying to kind of make it out like a career out of it what's your kind of next steps for like the future of aviation well, uh, really, I mean, the after I've flown around the world, I
1: I, I want to um sort of I I mean, sure, I want I want to keep flying, I want to keep visiting more countries, but I also want to um support uh like uh, younger people who who are also uh aspiring to uh, for their goals, also want to do these um uh you know s- some some amazing things. I want to I want to help them. I want to uh, uh you know I want to show them that it's possible as long as you. You know, put put your mind to it. As long as you you know get up and go. Um, uh, um, I'm I'm, I'm working with a, a charity called uh, Fly to Help, and they uh, they help uh, young pilots. Um, uh, well, uh, well, young aspiring pilots. And uh, you know, I want I want to help them to uh, uh, motivate y- a young y- youngsters to uh, get into aviation. You know, maybe if I uh, you know take them up um, for a trip or something on my plane. Uh, you know I just I just I love helping people and I love um, especially when you know they they've got their dreams and they uh,
0: and they need their help to, to to accomplish them yeah for sure that's and that's an amazing thing too because it's like you know everybody can everybody can do stuff like this and figure it out as long as they just believe that they can do it and they they put their mind to it and just think you know what like like for example i mean the, the amazing story of how you you got this started and how you even got a sponsor like your dad goes all the way to oshkosh and like just doesn't give up and just finds a way to get the ball rolling with this like that even that alone just shows like if you can put your mind to it and kind of just believe that you know what you're capable of getting it done, anything is possible. Yes, that's right. You know, I mean, uh, obviously,
1: um, uh, uh yeah, sometimes, yeah, like, uh, money is a problem, but as long as you just keep, you know, for me, like, we, I, there's no way I could afford this, like, uh, to, uh, uh but, uh, um, to, well, to fly around the world, but with this help from these sponsors, uh, and you know, just, just looking for help and just not giving up means that you know this, this sort of stuff is actually possible and I it, I, I was amazed just just how easy it was actually to uh, 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 to get all these
0: people uh, on board and start helping me- mm-hmm. no and yeah it's it really does show like everybody in aviation is, is always trying to kind of be a community you know work together and I mean I'm sure the the sponsors you've had have just kind of noticed the story you've had and just seen you know like how tricky it's going to be to do this just kind of all on your own no sponsors no nothing and i mean that's where the community aspect comes in and everybody kind of just tries to help out and you know that you want to see something like this get done you want to see records like this be, be broken and you want to help out as much as possible just to make sure you know you have less things to worry about you oh know, and you're not you're not doing it worrying about money and and stupid things like that. Like you can just focus on the flying aspect.
1: Yes, absolutely. Oh, especially with the with the coronavirus and uh, you know many people have uh, out of jobs and you know a- aviation as well been hit so hard. You know mm. now's the time when we need to um, uh, you know work together and be a community to you know uh, get the ball rolling again. As you call it, the aviation ball rolling uh, again. Um, uh, and, you know, help, help these people who've been out of jobs and help the younger generation get, uh, get into the aviation, uh, community. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's quite hard to actually get into, uh, aviation, um, uh, and, you know, ha- helping all these people, uh, just, and, and just being in a community is just basically
0: what makes the aviation community great. Oh, for sure. And I mean, yeah, it's like what you said there, it's, it's intimidating to kind of get into aviation and, start that whole thing but once you know once you see the other people around you like have support and you know are there to help out and that everyone's kind of just in the same boat of just trying to help everybody yeah it just makes it a lot easier and a lot smoother for everybody who's even just flying kind of recreationally and you know just enjoying kind of the scenery and the world around us
1: yes yeah no i've uh uh i've I've actually i uh because of what i've done uh some of my uh well uh, not some but one of my uh our friends from school has actually started uh, flying training because because uh, uh, c- uh, i uh, sort of motivated him into doing it so uh, oh, really? Already, yeah already i
0: started making a bit of a difference so yeah. yeah i mean that's the thing right like that's why you know you, you want to make a difference even if it's with one person and yes. i mean there's so many even just starting like my channel with this i've i've met so many people um i've connected with so many different people and like it really goes to show you that like it's intimidating and it can be scary, but like even with just like little things like making podcasts or, or whatnot and just kind of putting content out there, you can, you can change people's kind of perspective on things and you can help people in a big way.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, uh, yeah. It's just, uh, uh, you know, making sure that we all, well, uh, uh,
0: basically what aviation is about, you know? Like, oh, exactly. I mean, it's been awesome having you on the show today. Um, yes. I, I can't wait to see how this flight goes for you. I, You can bet that I'm going to be following like the whole entire way. Great. Uh, you got my support. Uh, yep. I just, I can't wait to see how this turns out for you. I'm really excited for you, man. Um, Great. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me on the show and, no you know, share all your stuff. Yeah. Uh, for anybody listening right now, I'm I'm gonna link a bunch of Travis's stuff into my YouTube channel, um, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, I mean, if you have a couple minutes, give him some support. You know, this guy's he's he's doing some crazy stuff. He's got a ton of confidence, and I mean, the planning he's putting into this is just crazy. So. Um, make sure to you know like follow subscribe everything on the YouTube channels Instagram for everybody listening, and definitely give Travis some support. It was great talking to you, and uh, I mean I'm hoping when you're on that Russia that Russian leg, we can hopefully hit another podcast up. Yes, yeah, no, that would be
1: great. And uh, I just want to say, you know, if, if any of you have any questions, um, uh, you can send me a message on any of my social medias um and i'll be happy to answer them i always answer them so uh yeah no it's, it's been great for, uh, speaking to you thanks for having me on this sh- on the
0: podcast it was yeah man no worries no worries and thank you for everybody still listening at this point and i hope everybody has a great week thank you